Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel fool me can't get fooled again welcome to the show i am ben kissel that's marcus parks Today's uh, guest, he's a good friend of mine. We've done Red Eye together multiple times. He's a syndicated radio host. Christopher Hahn is with us. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Chris. You're in the tank for Hillary. You love Chuck Schumer. I Chuck is Chuck made me. I it's, trust me. Yes. It's Super Tuesday 2. California votes, New Jersey votes, South Dakota, and my birth state of North Dakota. Oh, New yeah. Jersey. You're a Fargo boy. I'm a Fargo boy. <laughs> so we'll see what Fargo has to say about this. And it's uh, a beautiful day, eh? It is, yeah, it's like negative 30, so it's the warmest day of the one year of my, in North Dakota. One of my Dakota. favorite movies, and that's one of my favorite lines in the movie, which he goes, and it's a beautiful day, and it's just like negative 20. I just love that movie. It's a great film. So, uh, and let's see, there's two other ones. Montana, I believe, and uh, you know, what are the other ones, Marcus? I'll have to look it up. All right, look them up. There's, there's six states uh, voting. New Jersey, the, California, and several flyover states are voting today, yes. That's, that's true, <laughs> in my birth state. So the thing, the interesting thing is, California, this entire time, we're talking June 7th, it's going to matter for for the first time in our lifetime, right. California, the people are going to get to speak. The primaries are going to matter specifically on the Democratic right, side. Right. That's what we thought this whole time. And then last night, the Hillary campaign claimed victory. Oh, not only did the they Hillary just, campaign oh, claim oh, victory, oh, the AP, oh, hold the on Associated a Press, oh, gave the victory to Hillary a day you, before Super Tuesday. There. Hillary did not claim victory. The Associated Press said she won right that's very different right so bernie sanders his entire argument has been forget about the fact that she's got three million more votes forget mm-hmm. about the fact that she's got 300 more pledged delegates i'm going to convince the super delegates to vote for me he wants to overturn the will right. of the people this great small d democrat bernie sanders wants to overturn the will of the people and then the ap said last night oh you know some mm-hmm. of those super delegates some that were on the fence they decided they don't like you either bernie time to get out yes, of of course, the superdelegates put in place in 1984 after a series of uh, blunders by the Democratic Party. Well. That, uh, you know, they, they elected a series of candidates they didn't like. So in 84, these have been the rules uh, ever since then. So well, you know, why they really, you know why they really did it? Why? Because elected officials were not coming to the convention anymore. They didn't want to have to run for delegate and risk, you know, being embarrassed because mm-hmm. nobody vote, nobody knows who to vote for there. And somebody gets their friends out and th- you get 30 votes and you become a delegate. So to get elected officials and members of Congress to actually come to the convention, mm-hmm. they said you will automatically be a delegate. They literally super delegate. They had they had to play to their ego to the point of calling them. Yes. A uh, Batman. They're like, no, 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 it doesn't. No, you have to come. You're super. Yeah. You're super. So you, it's the same way that uh, that uh, Simmons would get elderly people in shape. You're super. You can do it. You're a super delegate. I want to talk to you about that. And uh, and Marcus made a great point with the AP story. Um, I was under the impression that they had sort of collected the delegates that have been previously sort of uh, not yet added up with affidavit votes right. and things like that. But now, according to you, Marcus, according to this story. 
it was a reporter who just went and spoke with the superdelegates, and he confirmed with a majority of them that they are not willing to vote for Bernie, hence they called it for Hillary before right. Super Tuesday. Yeah, they all spoke under condition of anonymity. Uh, and who Which knows? Is, that's disgusting, isn't it? It, it is absolutely yeah. disgusting. It's just hedging their bets, yeah. you know, because, right. I, I mean, it's possible. I mean, what do you think as far as the primaries go today? There's a lot of delegates uh, up in um, California. I said this last week, and I'll say, you know, maybe it changes because of the uh, call for Hillary. I think Bernie's supporters are, you know, so rabid they're going to show up no matter what. But I was saying last week that that Hillary would win California by four and a half percent. And my my logic for this is very simple. Uh, if you look at the Latino vote in all of the other states, with the exception of Illinois, and I'll tell you why Illinois is an exception. Hillary has done very, very well with the Latino votes. And if you look at the polls, there are several different models being used to measure who is a Latino. The problem is, is that there are some people who uh, are getting lumped in with Latinos who may or may not be Latino. And there are some measures okay, now, of Latinos. So, but now what, no, but what would be a group that is getting lumped in as Latino? Would it be the judge presi- presiding over he, the Trump he, University yeah, case, for yeah, example? Well, yes and no. But there's also European uh, people of Spanish and Portuguese descent are being in some polls are lumped in uh, with Latino voters. Those voters are going for Hillary uh, as well, but not as much as if you are a from Latin American uh, uh, descent. So there's some okay. there's some ways of measuring Latinos that are not uh, actually working. But if you take all the polls into consideration and all of the history of voting and the demographics of California, it leads to a four and a half percent victory for Hillary Clinton. Now, whether or not that changes uh, based on the fact that maybe mm-hmm. there's some su- suppression on her own part because her voters are less enthused. Sure. So now you have a situation with Hillary. We've talked about this on previous shows. The Democratic the machine politics of the Democratic Party. So obviously a lot of these Hispanics are labor union ties, right? They have ties to labor unions and where their labor union heads tell them to vote, that right. that's where they tend to vote. Otherwise, they will have ramifications for their voting actions. Wouldn't you make, couldn't you make a very plausible argument that Bernie Sanders' politics much more in line with the Latino, uh, what Latinos currently need in this culture, in this country, to get a step up and actually rise to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to be to becoming successful Americans? You know what it is? It's the... You know, while some of his policies might, uh, you know, free college, other things like that, support for labor unions, which I support and Hillary supports. Well, why is Bernie had such a hard time getting the labor union support? Because it's Johnny come lately. Right. Uh, Hillary has been working with unions for 35 years. Now, she hasn't always been on their side, but she's Mm. always been communicated with them. She's always worked with them. He's come around the last couple of years. Look, he's from Vermont. They don't have a lot of labor unions in Vermont. They don't no. have a lot of people of color in Vermont. They Mm-mm. surely don't have a lot of Latinos in Vermont. Sure. So Bernie has never actually had to work on those issues for these years. She has a 35-year career of working with these groups, whether she's fully with them or not. They understand that she is someone that they can work with. They don't know what they're going to get with Bernie. Bernie's mm-hmm. basically asking them to have a leap of faith. And there are a lot of people, particularly younger people, mm-hmm. that are taking that leap of faith with Bernie Sanders. And I think he's done a very good job of I don't think he's done a very good job right. moving the party to the left. So, in other words, it's the devil you know. Uh, always, it's the devil you know. How do you? Yeah. How do you? When you you're saying, make me your president. Right, you're saying make me your president. I've never worked with you. I don't know anything about you. You've been in Congress for thirty for thirty five years. You've never reached out to me. Now you're reaching out for me. Now you need me. Forget it. Well, there wouldn't be a reason for him to reach out to them, like you were just saying. And I do think a lot of these people who are supporting Bernie Sanders right now, once they are fully uh, dejected, they will be going over to Gary Johnson's team, now, who I firmly endorse. I think he's going to be the best president. Can I tell you about? Can I tell you seen. about numbers? Can I tell you about? It? This is the thing. Tell, yeah, tell me about numbers. I, you know what, Marcus? I just you know I, I woke up today and I said let's have the most 
most boring yeah. podcast you know, I, in the I, history I, of podcasts. I, I I'm calling my friend Chris so he can sit here and tell me about Look, numbers. I know you What's, model. How does the number six feel? I know you model types don't like to talk about Good math. God. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you about some math. And I'm, I'm having a hard time being in the same room with you. I mean, you are so attractive. I know, I know. Well, it, if you want to look at me, go to Kmart. You'll exactly, see me there. Exactly. It's fantastic. I'm really proud of you. Thank uh, you. So here's the thing about math, right? So we hear, so 75, oh 70% of Bernie Sanders voters right now say they will vote for Hillary Clinton if Bernie's not That's not even 70%. true. That is not true. It's the absolute truth. No, the exit polls do not reflect that whatsoever. Those are the exit poll numbers. Those of, are the poll numbers. Those are the exit poll numbers. And the poll numbers combine into a, into an algorithm. It is 70%. So now you have 30%. It's not true. It's just an you arbitrary 30, number. You made it up. No, I didn't. 30%. 538.com. Read it. It's a great Oh, my website. God. Nate Silver um, hasn't uh, been uh, right uh, once in this entire election. Anyway, I mean, that's anyway. the problem with citing polls in any but of this election cycle. But, but, but hold been on very a But these exit poll numbers are right. 70% say that. And first of all, they're not going to vote for Donald Trump, and they're not going to vote for Gary Johnson. No, they're voting for Gary Johnson. They're not. I like a Gary. A large I've percentage met will. I've met Gary a bunch of times. I've had many in-depth conversations with Gary Johnson. He's a very interesting guy. Um, and I think he's a good, strong candidate. If he makes it onto the debate stage, he's going to be an impact in this election. But it's not yep. going to help. Got to get Gary help, fifteen. It's not going to help Donald Trump. No, I, uh, I, I you know, uh, but that is a misnomer, though. The Libertarian Party does tend to pull equally from both sides. Worst case scenario in this see, uh, election, it does so get having, Hillary in office. But quite frankly, know, Trump is a lunatic. But, you know, I've mm-hmm. been, and we can't have been him. involved on a lot of statewide can- campaigns, and these races are won on the margins, right? And um, and the fact of the matter is. It's on the margins on very few states. Virginia, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and when you say Mexico, that, d- Colorado. D- which is why John means. Hickenlooper will be the, the VP. Oh, but okay. Uh, uh, so Okay, but no, just go back and explain really really quick. What do you mean by on the margins? So it's a very small amount of people who are going to decide this election. You're gonna have a block of people that are gonna vote for Republican. You know, Donald Trump could say as many things that are crazy and outrageous sure. and borderline racist as he's been saying. Oof, yeah. And those Republicans are gonna vote for Donald Trump no matter what. Uh, we used to say they bring the ruler into the booth and they just, you know, they 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 move the entire thing. Now you don't have levers in the booth. So you, that, that reference doesn't work anymore. Sure. Uh, there are 45% that are going to vote for the Democrat, no matter what Hillary says. Mm-hmm. She could go to the right, and she'll still still vote for her. And then you've got this 20% or so, 10 15% or so, that are actually going to decide it. And of that 15%, half of them lean one way or the other. Sure. They're going to be very hard to convince. So you're talking about 5%. You've got to identify those people, mm-hmm. and you've got to get them out to vote. Well, and, and while Donald Trump has you know been great at getting free media— that doesn't do the idea that 5%. He doesn't have a data mining campaign. Mm-hmm. She's going to win. She's going to win like it's, it's you know. Well, the the great thing about social science is it relies on society, right? This is, this is like, and people are uh, unique. And especially in, in this election with the new media, with social right. media specifically, these numbers are all based on a population where roughly 55% of the vote uh, of the people vote in a general. Right. There are so many people in this country that have just not been engaged. I mean, Trump, I this this judge, this Mexican judge thing is atrocious. Can you believe it? Uh, he was the man was born in Indiana as a as a first generation myself. By, right. By Trump's logic, and, uh, by, I'm a German. John, uh, Donald Trump's a first generation. Yeah. Mother was born overseas. It's it's total nonsense. But right. nonetheless, you, you you cannot deny the fact he brought four million new people into the Republican Party during this primary cycle. Right. Bernie is bringing millions of people into the Democratic Party. So there are different populations that are being engaged for the first time. Yes. So I think that's why all of these numbers are completely off well, because we're dealing okay. with, a, with a group of people we haven't uh, dealt with before. But we're talking about four million people right now. There, any election cycle, there would be at least 
1.5 million new people getting involved with the cycle because that's just what happens in a presidential campaign. In a so, general. In, no, in a, in a primary because these campaigns want to develop their voter bases. It happens every year. So this is better. Mm-hmm. There are more people, but it is not significant in when you talk about the national election and the race being won on the margins in states like Ohio, Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. We what were about, ta- you don't think that the states are now officially more purple than they once were? I mean, you look what happens oh, in West not. Virginia. West Virginia is not going to be voting West, for Hillary West Clinton. West Virginia is a red state. It has it's been not a red, a red state. It's, it's a purple state. No, no, it's a red state. It has been a red state for the last three election cycles, and it will continue to be a red state. But that said, South Carolina, Virginia is a blue state and will be a blue state for the foreseeable future. I don't see any scenario where a Republican can win in Virginia. Well, certainly not with Donald Trump. If you can't win Virginia as a Republican, you need to find those votes somewhere else. That means you got to win Florida, you got to win Ohio, and you got to win Pennsylvania. If you don't win all three of those without Virginia, you can't be president. And he's not going to win Pennsylvania or Florida. I am not Mm, denying the fact that Trump, I I don't see Trump any longer beating Hillary Clinton in the general. You look at already what's happening with Lindsey Graham, who tepidly endorsed him and now has realized right. his grand mistake. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, or look uh, at what uh, Paul Ryan Paul said. Paul Ryan just co- called sort him of, a racist today, basically. He did. He straight up did call him a racist. I mean, right. the GOP is coming out in full force against him. Like, Newt Gingrich is coming yeah. out and saying that it's the worst well, mistake. Well, then he backtracked. Oh, he backtracked yeah, on that? Yeah, he flip-flopped. Uh, it was well, crazy. it's good that Newt gets a little exercise every now and again, <laughs> yeah. even if he does have to walk I, backwards I, to get I, it. Anybody who knows anything about me knows I can't stand Newt Gingrich. He's one of my least favorite now, yeah. what is it about Newt that you don't like? Because I love the moon colony. Mm-hmm. His overall, like his just, I don't even know. How do you describe his waddle? It's like a squabble wobble. Right. <laughs> he's like always like kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's always, he's a yeah. bizarre looking guy. You yeah. can't knock him over. Yeah, you love his best friend Sheldon. Love who also Sheldon. sounds like a turtle. Yes, of course. <laughs> Hello, <his> wife- Newt. <laughs> His wife, Callista, who hates children, yet wrote a children's yeah. book to make her look a, like a human being. <laughs> Why what I, is it about I, Newt? And in what predicament are these establishment Republicans being put in now that Trump is so, really going overboard? And I do want to talk about this small conspiracy theory about Trump being in bed with the Clintons. But so what do you think about Newt? OK, so I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 44. You're a young man in your early 30s. I Kmart, guess. big and right, tall. 20s. Uh, I cut my teeth in national politics working at the 1992 Democratic National Convention. I was 19 years old. Okay. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Bill Clinton. I always have been. The impeachment uh, process, to me, pointed out the hypocrisy of Newt Gingrich, who mm. went after Bill Clinton on family value issues, all the while his wife at the time was sick in the hospital with cancer. And as she was recovering for cancer... He served her with divorce papers so he could go be with Callista, who was his staffer at the time. And and that was the mm. guy who was the moral authority. Now, when I called him out on that on national TV 20 years later, yeah. he's the only person I've ever talked about on TV who's ever attempted to contact me and tell me off. Yeah. Newt wow. Gingrich. Did you answer the phone call? I didn't speak to Newt oh. Gingrich directly. I spoke to one of his staffers. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm and, happy and, that she know, was saying, able to Because I guess work. they said they wanted to correct the record. Because I said his wife was dying in the hospital. They wanted to point out that she did not die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're all dying if you think about it. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you can correct a little bit. Like she was, they 
thought she uh, was dying. For the, record, yeah. for the record, she recovered from that cancer surgery she had that should have taken her life. That way, they wanted to point that out <laughs> right. so that in the future, yes. I didn't say she was dying in the pride. This was during the 2012 uh, uh, presidential run. Yes, and of course, Dennis Hastert was in power uh, during the Clinton reign, and yeah. uh, he's a pedophile. Coach Dennis. Uh, yes, Coach Dennis. I mean, I, I'm fir- firmly in agreement with you when it comes to the hypocrisy of the right. I don't like the uh, family chest. values nonsense. I just don't like it at all. Well, it's almost, it's almost an impossible ideal to live up to. Right. That's why they right. inevitably fall. That's why, like, and you know what? It's also but, like there's no there's no base for that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have endorsed Donald Trump. No, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, we've talked about this before. When Jerry Falwell Jr. endorsed Trump, it just uh, I mean, blew yeah. my mind. Uh, the evangelical party is completely, yeah. uh, the evangelical movement is completely off I the rails. I want to know how big the check was that Donald Trump gave to Jerry Falwell Jr. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you one thing. A, a degree from Liberty University makes you slightly dumber than a degree from Trump University. <laughs> so I'm sure it was a, a fairly nice-sized check. Right, right. Do you give any credence to this idea that somehow the Clintons and the Trumps, I was just reading this article from last year. We, we talked about it a little bit on the show. And uh, so we know that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump spoke before Trump announced his candidacy for president the way he came, the way he glided down that escalator. <laughs> he was so beautiful and divine. With the paid supporters in the crowd, by the well, way. Uh, Actors. Were you called for that one? I mean, you get the Kmart modeling shoot. Did you get a call for the Trump thing? I was actually, but he said I was too fat. <laughs> yeah, we want you to stand in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, do you give any credence to that whatsoever that somehow Trump and the Clintons are in this together? The greatest conspiracy theory I, of all time. It's too fun not to talk about. While I give it very little credence, there are days like when he attacks a judge for being Mexican. <laughs> no, a judge who had to hide from Mexican cartels, by the way. Really? A judge who was originally appointed by a Republican governor on his personal look. I, I've, I've seen politicians attack judicial decisions because they say they are activist judges but it's usually on issues like abortion or public use of funds it's not over your personal fraud case right right <laughs> why why has trump had such a difficult time gen, uh, you know uh, pivoting to the general because uh, you know you, you did i did want to give him a little bit of faith in that right. he would understand that now he's running for president he's still pretending as he, as if he's just a ceo of a corporation yeah. he hasn't switched his mind he hasn't uh, done what sly did in the movie over the top and flipped his hat backwards he doesn't realize he's now in an arm wrestling match and no longer a truck driver. I'll tell you. I'll tell he's you. He's not a CEO. He's still being a reality television oh, star. Uh, like I'll, he's mm. he's still thinking that they're all well because he's thinking in terms of press. He's thinking right. in terms of publicity. Like no polls. publicity he's is thinking bad. About pu- the terms of polls, his poll yeah. numbers haven't changed yet. Oh, but I think that they they, they will be. are about to change. He is about to be in the 30s, and when mm-hmm. he's in the 30s, a couple things are going to happen. He's going to change his tone. The Republicans in the United States Senate are going to confirm Merrick Garland because they don't want Judge Bernie Sanders on the Supreme Court when Hillary Clinton gets elected. Oh, I don't think that she oh, would oh, put Bernie on the court. Oh, do I think put, she's got to put Bernie on the ticket. No, it's not. It's going to be John Hickenlooper. Mm. I know you love John Hickenlooper, but uh, I think it's just because you, you like you, the movie you, Looper. And you, you know, just I did like the movie Looper. It's a great movie. It's and great movie, I used yeah. to give hickeys uh, back in the 80s. <laughs> no one wants uh, to hear about it, Chris. <laughs> hey, I was a very handsome man in the 80s. Is that right? A very, very handsome man. People used to say I looked like Tom Cruise. And then one day they say, somebody says, you know who you look like? And I'm like, Tom Cruise? They're like, no, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a very sad day for me. But I do love Bill Murray. He is of absolutely course. one of my favorite all-time comedians. Right. Uh, but no, look, I mean, it, it's a plausible, there's a plausible argument for Hickenlooper. 
Um, Now, Hickenlooper, he is the governor of Ohio. Governor of Colorado, Colorado, which is a purple state, a state the Democrats need. Okay, he also will appeal to those Bernie babies because he legalized marijuana in his state for recreational use, not yeah, just but, for, and that's a very big part. Look, don't underestimate the amount of people in the Bernie crowd that legalizing marijuana is a major issue for. That's why they're going to go over to Gary. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know, you have the perfect you have the perfect mix. Uh, we had Travis Irvine on yesterday or on last episode and uh you know Gary's uh, his platform of fiscal conservatism and then social being completely socially liberal. He's going to pull from both sides right. and I can see a lot of these Bernie people just being so unbelievably angry with the system. That they actually get, uh, they actually take a good look at uh, at Mr. Johnson, yeah. and he's doing very, very well. When you listen to him right now, he, uh, him and Weld, he is for the first time extremely articulate when it comes to uh, you know these broader issues other than just legalizing marijuana. And he's the first libertarian candidate to say he would have voted for the Civil Rights Act, which, which is was, amazing. Which is that- something that most libertarians get booed about. Uh, really? Said, yeah. Well, libertarians liber- are straight. Libertarians <laughs> are. It's not because they don't believe African Americans. I, I mean, I totally get private why. Property. I totally get the principle, right, right. but I think that's what has. Uh, that's why the liber. We talked about last week. The reason why the libertarians have never gained a foothold is right. because they work off a of principle and not real life. And Gary right. Gary also got booed because his immigration plan is extremely reasonable. Uh, he wants a he wants a streamlined path to citizenship, and then when they are citizens, you tax them. People yeah, booed I, him at the Libertarian I, Convention, but that's well, how it works. And, yeah. it's not and because, that's a good and, and, and rational it's, policy. It's not because they want he wants them to become citizens; it's because he wants to tax them. They were booing. That's that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's the same argument that you have to make with marijuana. These right. aren't getting passed because all of a sudden the government has the it, it grew out their hair and have started wearing bell bottoms. I don't know why I'm going back to the sixties, but it's not like the government got a lot cooler the government looks at it like oh wow this is some we can get some monetary gain from legalized weed look at what's happening in colorado and they're going to get rid of uh, they understand the uh borderline slave wages that these uh immigrants are making and they're not paying taxes they're sending it home i i attended a uh libertarian convention in 1994 in new york state when they nominated uh howard stern to run for governor of the state of new york i didn't realize that he actually got the nomination he got the libertarian nomination i went to the convention i was president of the student body at the university of albany at the time and we had a newspaper so i took the press pass uh, with one of the reporters, we went there, and we were talking to a lot of the libertarians, and they were just out there, sure, out there. Uh, you know, they principled and like you, you can have a conversation with a libertarian, and it's like, wow, I agree with you on like A, B, C, and D, and then when you get to F, G, E, and H, you know, you know, you're just all over the, you're all over the block. Well, here. what are those? What, what, what would you, what policies do, would you? Uh, well, attribute like to the those? Civil Rights Act. I mean, that's sure. the thing. Like, okay. they, they, you know, any regulation at all, they, they don't like speed limits. Some of these people, it, they're, it's, they, 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 you just don't understand how to live free 
die young. Right, right, right. You <laughs> yeah, know, they didn't want to get rid of driver's licenses. Yeah. We talked yeah. about yeah. last week. So but one of them I got into no, an argument you know about what? statutory rape with. Like, Should, yeah. Just, well, it is a, no, I mean, obviously, it's a bit of a disorganized uh, political philosophy when it comes to ideologies, right. right? Like, I mean, people can be all over the map, but that's the beautiful thing about the party. Right. And you can make very rational arguments, laws like seatbelt laws, like the Ralph Nader's of the world who've been putting in these small laws uh, the entire time are just an extension of tax. You look what happened in Ferguson, where the entire community, half of half of the community's uh, budget was coming from tickets. Yeah. So the libertarians look at that, and it's like, yeah, okay, seatbelts do save lives, but you know what? I think people are smart enough if they care about themselves to put on a seatbelt, and they don't need... Uh, they don't need government to tell the problem is... 25 is that- bucks here or there, or 100 bucks here or there. All you do is get people wrapped up in a system that uh, right. ends up benefiting from their incarceration. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, the laws are not put in there just simply to protect the individual who is going to put the seatbelt on. It's to protect everybody else Yeah, as well. I, I know. I heard this law about the seatbelts, by the way. When was the last time you heard of someone dying on the sidewalk by a projectile human being who <laughs> flew out of their car? Well, what about somebody else dying in the car from the projectile human being in it, the car? Put the seatbelt on. Right, put the yeah, seatbelt on. I'm just saying I don't think it's a deterrent. You know what, the, America, same way the, death pen- the same way that I don't think the death penalty is a deterrent. If you're about to go commit a heinous act, you don't have the foresight to be like, they're going to put here, me to death. Here's the thing, America. Just wear your stupid seatbelts. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh, yeah, you can say uh, whatever you want. Wear your fucking seatbelts. Yeah, wear yeah. your seatbelt, but the government <laughs> still so shouldn't, you shouldn't be right. pulled over for not. Right, exactly. But going back to Hillary Clinton, uh, because obviously that's your uh, that's your bread and butter. That's My who bread love. and butter. That's who you love the most. Have you ever seen someone limp in? to a uh, general election after winning a primary with such uh, a disdain from her own party? She doesn't have a disdain from her own party. That is an overstatement. I don't know. I'm pretty positive she, she has she, a disdain she, from her own no, party. No, let's be moment. clear. Most of the Bernie supporters are not Democrats. They are non-registered many, blanks. That's who, not true. In, oh, or, yeah. in, mo- in many Ber- states are, are closed primaries. They have to be Bernie Democrats. Bernie Sanders has not won closed primary states. He's won open primary states. He's won a few closed primaries. No, he states. has not. He's won closed caucuses, but caucuses are where people have to take four hours out of their day, mm-hmm. show up at a specific time, and then be yelled at by the Bernie bros. No, by Hillary supporters who are dressed that. up like they're in the nursery. Nobody nurse's wants unions. to do that. So. I mean, so, but what do you think about that fact that when the true will of the people is represented, as far as like the actual people that want him, want Bernie Sanders as president, that he does win more it's, in the uh, open primaries than a, he does in the close uh, ones? It's a small percentage. I, first of all, I don't like open primaries. And I know you and I have disagreed. Yeah, on this I man. love open primaries. Uh, I think that if you want to be in the party, and vote for the party's nominee. Parties are closed organizations. Right. You should join the party. But there's only now, two of them, you which should kind be, of leaves a well, lot of well, us out. Well, then you yeah. should start your own party. I mean, there's oh, how a law that Christ. says, so, you know, <laughs> how Gary how the Libertarian <laughs> Party has been around since what? What did uh, 1974, I think. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but if you want to participate <laughs> in the Democrat or the Republican Party, you should be able to. Now, look, I think you should this be able to. This is the same way that's be like, oh, you don't want to come. If you do, if you want to come to the party, you got to join the fret. I don't want to join the fret. I think you should be able to register the same day and do it and all that other yeah. stuff. I mean, here in New York, but- you had to register, what, 18 months before? Oh my God. I mean, it was, it was in crazy. order to be in the Democratic, because uh, we didn't get to vote in the Democratic primary because, you know, we're registered independents because I like right. my freedom and I like my <laughs> ability. I don't like to be like in one party or the other. I like right. to vote for the best candidate. Right, you look- but by the time we got to uh, like what I 
thought was, you know, the best candidate. Once we got here, I found out that, you know, the Democratic Party, they didn't want people in it because if they really wanted people to be a part of their party, then they would have made a big deal well, about New registering State, to be a part New of the party State's way back got, when. New York State's got some serious arcane laws as yeah. for party registration and voting, frankly. We don't have our early voting in this state. I think all voting should be by mail everywhere in the country. Mm. I think you should be able to register the same day. I think you don't even shouldn't even have to register. I think, you know, you know, you if you want to pick a party and join a primary, that's that's one thing. But, you know, for voting in a general election, we know who's a citizen and how old they are. We all have social security numbers. If you have a social security number, you should be registered to vote. Mark of the beast, according to my parents. <laughs> evangelicals <laughs> the do social believe- security number is the mark of the beast. Uh, your parents are I- evangelicals too. My parents are as well. My mother yep. is an evangelical minister out on Long Island. Yep. They uh I will, I'll never forget it. We used to go over to these uh, this morbidly obese family's house. Uh, what the hell with the, the henches or something like that? And uh, they were just burning. They, he burned his social security card that night. They were, wow. And it was this whole big thing. I, I, my, it was too far for my parents. Yeah, I, my, dad's, but, my, my dad was not even a U.S. citizen. He's a like, poor not, guy, when yeah. he retired, he had to go down to the social security administration well, to get a new right? card. <laughs> I mean, just because he burns the card doesn't mean it doesn't exist anymore. Right. To him, it did. He doesn't understand <laughs> there was a database and all this He doesn't this understand stuff. records. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. But no, going back to this idea, because this is this is an interesting time where both of the people who are going to be on the top of the ticket for the respected parties are loathed by certain people in that party. For Trump, it's the establishment that hates him. He is a grassroots support in a very bizarre sort of uh, uh, ironic kind of way. Hillary, she has all of the elite support. I hate the word establishment because I don't even know what it means anymore. Right. But she has elite support, the superdelegate support, and there is no grassroots. Roots. People who have really? worked with her for the last 40 years and know her and know how hard she works and how smart she is and know how good she is at No, people problems. who want to keep a job. No, who wanna... no, not necessarily at all. People know her, respect her, and want to see her win. People don't know Bernie. Have, have you ever seen two people on top of their respected tickets be disliked no. more? No, I have not. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it's not I'm just. Not I mean, it is like you. the American people uh, and, uh, hate the two. Well, you know, they hate both. When, I mean, she, when she left Secretary of State, yeah, she was the most admired woman in the country. She had a approval rating in the high sixties. People don't like to see her running, and I think part of that, and I know you're going to disagree with me, is sexism. People don't like to see women oh reaching God. for the top. I'm a father of daughters. I want to see women in in high pay- places. Yeah, and your yeah. daughters are going to be smart, uh, educated. Good human being, great soccer player, great soccer player. <laughs> but on the Mia other- Ham, if Mia Ham was running, I'm voting Ham. <laughs> but the it, name itself. If you look at like you know Ham and of- Han, that'd be a great ticket. Yeah, she doesn't want your ass. She wants Hickenlooper. <laughs> Hickenlooper and Ham. Marcus, you're saying. <laughs> but if you look at you know Hillary Clinton's record as Secretary of State, right. a lot of the policy, a lot of the policies she put in are starting to be borne out now. Right, right. Uh, and they are bad. No, like not- there's, I mean. There's the a, nation building in Libya, which is called building, total chaos. Yeah, it calls total chaos. Syria, total chaos. Her vote for the Iraq War, total chaos. Senator, you know, uh, yeah, as as senator. Um, yeah, but I mean, will her further policies will that outweigh like those that sorts of chaos that is endangering thousands of Americans and causing the deaths of many well, soldiers? I, I worked, Does that outweigh I, just having an inspiration? In hey, office? look, you learn more from your mistakes than your successes, right? Mm-hmm. She's ready to be president. She's going to be a great president. Donald Trump is not fit to be president of the United States, and he won't be president of the United States. The American people are not going to allow this much longer. In fact, Mm. I think that there is a small chance, a very small chance, that the Republicans will find a way not to nominate him if he keeps going down this path. Yeah. Mm. Every single day, it almost seems to me, Ben, and you kind of alluded to this, like he doesn't even want to be president. 
I mean, it's like, yeah. what is he doing? Like, he's on a conference call with his supporters yesterday, slamming his staff. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it, it, it's weird. There has been a couple of staff members, early staff members come out and said, like, yeah, this wasn't supposed to happen. No. Like, that there was a, that when they started, it was pretty much a lark. It was something to get him a little bit and, of publicity. Uh, yeah. Something I, that was fun, and then it just caught on. He had a book on. coming out. Yeah. I, I also think that uh, he felt probably back in, you know, April, all right, I am going to get have it taken away from me at the convention. It'll be open convention. They mm-hmm. will take it away from me. That would have been the best result for him because then he could have said for the rest of his life, he would have won the Republican line. Mm-hmm. He should have been given the Republican line. He would have been a great president. He could have went around talking about how great of a president he would have been for the rest of his life. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, he is the Republican nominee. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really want to be the Republican nominee. It doesn't seem to me like he wants to be. And I'm if I'm a Republican, We're I find a way to get rid of him. Yeah. Give well, him an out. I mean, I don't see how there is a way to get rid of him. You can't once you get to twelve thirty-seven. You can't just uh, break well, you know, democracy. You know what? There's a point in time where people need to come to him and have him come to Jesus and say, "Hey, buddy, this isn't for you." And it's not. It's not for him. Well, I mean, it would be interesting at the convention if he is just like, "Yo, I'm fired." You I'm know, fired. If he fires himself, yeah. I, either it would be one- a great moment, and it would be a great moment in this country if somebody realized that they are unfit for the job. And he's not ready for the job. Mm. You know, and I mean, forget about his fitness yeah. and his character and everything else. I just don't think he's ready for the job because if you're the president of the United States, what you say, every word you say, moves markets, moves sure. foreign nations. This man cannot be trusted to do that. Well, I mean, let's. Treat him some with some respect. The North Korean state-run paper endorsed him. Yeah, so you, you don't just get that out of nowhere. No, you no, don't. Gary no, Johnson's going to benefit greatly from the Bernie supporters. The Republicans should nominate Gary Johnson. Uh, they or really they, should nominate yeah, actually, Gary Johnson. I, I completely you know? agree. What is there a possibility? Let's just talk really briefly because I know you got to get out of here, Chris. Thank you. Um, just briefly with the primaries. Where do you think? What do you think Bernie's end game is? I personally believe, like I've said before, I think she should put him on the ticket the same way that Reagan yeah. put HW on. But if she does not, what's his end game? And if 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 you if we are correct about Trump and the establishment just cannot get around supporting him, cannot support him whatsoever because of this right. insanity, how do they get rid of him? I don't know how they get rid of him. They got. They got to. Th- Trump's got to get rid of himself. Right. right? Okay. There's got to be a come to. He's got to realize where he's at. In the All world. right. So that's that's for right. Trump. What's Bernie's end game? And I how look, can the Democratic Party cater to the people that absolutely love him? I, I think they've got to pick a very strong progressive on the ticket with Ber- her. Okay, I've told you who I think that is. Any other options other than Hickenlooper? Uh, well, I mean, Elizabeth Warren. Would but there's be a great no option, way that's not. There's right? no way that's um, happening. Warren you know, hates there, Hillary. There are other progressives in the country besides Bernie Sanders. Uh, but Bernie Sanders will do what every other person who has run for president and lost their pro- party's primary done. He will have a couple of days where he'll sulk about it. Hillary mm-hmm. did it too in 2008. And then he will come to a realization that what's best for the country is for him to unify the party whose, whose nomination he sought. And he will endorse Hillary Clinton and get out of the race. I expect it to happen sometime in the next two weeks. All right. And uh, just lastly, I know you worked with Chuck Schumer. I How did. much of a prick is he? <laughs> because I just, I, I look at him and I just get, I get livid. Uh, uh, ben, it's me, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Don't, nice talk, to... don't talk about me like that. Yeah. He is one of the best, smartest, brightest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, is he's, he a Kmart big and tall he, model? He is tall, like you. Okay. Not as tall as you, but he is tall. Uh-huh. Uh, he is one of the smartest guys, the hardest working person I've ever met in my life. I mean, when I first started working for him, I, I mean, it was six years of just nonstop work. Uh, and he's smart, and he listens to his staff. He gives his staff 
a great amount of leeway to come up with ideas, and he goes with it. He was just – I would still be working there right now if I could afford to. I loved working for Chuck Schumer. I still to this day wish I could still be there. Just, you know, when you want to raise a family on Long Island working on a government salary for your entire life right. with student loan bills, mm-hmm. uh, Bernie, uh, is, is, is tough. So Chuck Schumer doesn't give his staff a living wage. Good to know. <laughs> has he had work done? His face uh, looks real tight. No, he has not had work done. And if he did, you think he'd still look? Come yeah. on. Uh, I always say, you know, I... I well, the, all right. The story well, you wouldn't get. It's a long story. We could talk for much, much longer, but obviously we've got to go. Go to the Facebook page uh, for Abel Against Top Hat. There Post some stories there and uh, have some fun uh, times. Talk to people. I'm sorry. Sometimes I talk, but sometimes I don't. I've been so busy uh, doing these things. You can find Christopher for Han on Twitter at Christopher Han. That's right. You can find Marcus on Twitter at Marcus Parks. He's also on Instagram at Marcus Parks. Listen to the Lucky Bone Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark- Mixcloud.com slash Marcus Parks. That's right. I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel. I'm on Instagram at Ben Kissel One, which nice. is very exciting. Check nice. out, uh, yeah, and check out Gary Johnson. So there's a Ben Kissel out there no, impersonating you. There isn't. I just, I mean, I think that I initially put in Ben Kissel, and then I had a bunch of bad pictures, and then I just went Ben Kissel 1. I forget my password all the time. <laughs> It'll be Ben Kissel 2 next week. There you go. Uh, but that's fine. Um, all right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.